Hi, and welcome to another podcast in Argus Media's Driving Discussions series. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the lighter end of the product's barrel, and more specifically, how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected the relationship between naphtha and gasoline here in Europe. My name's Elliot Radley, and I'm the editor of the European Products Report. And with me today are George King Cassell and Thomas Warner, who are responsible for our gasoline and naphtha coverage here in Europe. So they'll be able to tell us a bit more about the latest developments on both those markets. Thank you both for joining me today. Pleasure to be here. And hello, Elliot. Thank you. Thanks, guys. So um, the COVID-19 pandemic has had the predictable effect of, of wiping out a lot of road fuel demand across the globe, but here in Europe particularly. One of the less obvious effects uh, that we might not have expected is how it has brought naphtha prices above those of gasoline in Europe. The last time we saw naphtha trading consistently higher than gasoline was in December 2013. And interestingly, at that point, European refinery runs were um, noticeably low as well. Back then, that was because of a slow recovery from the uh, global financial crisis and crude prices of more than $100 a barrel, which were weighing on throughput. Uh, This summer, of course, crude prices are much lower, but as too is demand for transport fuels. And that's put gasoline in particular under serious pressure in recent months and weeks. So, George, can you tell us a little bit more um, about how gasoline has performed since the start of this pandemic? Sure, sure. I mean, as we may have expected, gasoline prices and with them, European refining margins collapsed. Benchmark Euroboxy gasoline traded below $200 a tonne from the middle of March right up until the start of May. This is right. This was COVID-19 restrictions peaked across Europe with retailers reporting demand destruction upwards of 80 percent at the pump. I mean, that compares to $600, $700 a tonne in the same period of last year. And we've never seen anything um, before this spring below $400 a tonne. With very little commercial or industrial gasoline demand, European refining margins bottomed out at at around $11, $12 a barrel below ice Brent in April and around $7 a barrel below that North Sea dated. It's a total reverse of normal refining margins for the time of the year and compares to premiums of roughly the same amount in the spring of 2019. Normally, seasonality typically sees road fuel demand peak going into the summer, but this year was totally different. And as a result, refinery runs were slashed, falling to 30-year lows in May and remain below 70% of European refining capacity to this day. OK, so a pretty bleak picture for gasoline recently. Um, but, Tom, on the naphtha side, prices have been a little bit more resilient of late. Well, absolutely, yes. The refinery run cuts have kept naphtha out of the spot market and... Uh just really tightened supply here in Northwest Europe and pushed prices above gasoline. NAFTA refining margins have been at their highest level since around December 2017, around $1.50 per barrel above North Sea dated during July so far, uh, having been at a discount of around 8.30 a barrel back in March. So it's uh, a pretty big swing. Uh, NAFTA has rebounded faster than gasoline because obviously while gasoline demand is very much at the mercy of uh, road fuel, uh, road fuel demand, uh, NAFTA has this alternative outlet in petrochemicals and we saw petrochemical demand fairly robust throughout the second quarter, um, mainly because the other pet chem feedstocks, uh, LPGs and ethane, were being supported by people restocking after the winter. Obviously, there was a, a very steep contango across most of the products, and that was uh, creating an incentive for people to um, re- you know, re- massively uh, rebuild their inventories of uh, LPGs, uh, which 
supported NAFTA demand. Um, and domestic heating fuel use uh, was also pretty high um, throughout the, the early phase of the pandemic because it, was, it wasn't that warm and people were in their houses a bit more. Um, and in some areas like Portugal, where they've got big NAFTA crackers, overall NAFTA demand was actually higher on the year uh, during the second quarter and uh, I think particularly in April. And, you know, obviously that contrasts quite starkly with the pattern we saw on pretty much every other um, refined product, um, which most of which took a bit of a, a, a hiding. Uh, whereas NAFTA, yeah, in some cases, the demand even rose. And now that's tailed off somewhat now. And NAFTA is, is back at something like $100 a tonne above propane, just as an example of one of the LPGs it competes with. So the uh, demand is sort of softened a little bit. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, it's having that uh, sort of rise early early on in the pandemic in NAFTA demand. Uh, demand from Asia Pacific uh, was also very firm, and that absorbed a lot of the Mediterranean cargoes. Uh, and also some of the stuff from the Black Sea as well. So Asian refinery runs fell earlier than, than the refinery runs fell in Europe because they had the pandemic first. And that obviously really helped the arbitrage economics because we had um, low supply east of Suez and um, European refineries were still pumping out stuff at the same time as that uh, gasoline blending demand was falling precipitously. So eastbound arbitrage fixtures on NAFTA reached the highest we've recorded since we started tracking the data back in January 2017. And uh, if you add together the uh, high petrochemical demand and high eastbound flows, it all added up to less NAFTA in the European spot market. Thanks, Tom. That's uh, interesting to hear sort of how NAPTA diverged with the other refined products and, and the reasons behind that. Um, George, I'd be interested to get your take on what this NAPTA strength means for, for the European gasoline market. Sure. Well, it's um, you know it's, it's made life much more difficult for uh, for European producers um, as a ble- as a primary blend stock. An inverted gasoline NAFTA spread is another blow to blending economics are readily struggling with um, with some of the problems we've, we talked about earlier. Um, but producers that are desperate for cash flow have little choice but to see gasoline streams eat further into margins. Okay, and I mean looking at prices, um, gasoline has been. Uh, consistently below naphtha i think since around the 25th of june according to argus assessments and that's the longest period in around seven years um be interested to know if you you know if you see that relationship holding as we sort of head into the summer well we can expect it to ease as blended mine responds to such negative price signals but it's still looking very ugly for gasoline despite returning to small positive refining margins in june northwest europe is very well supplied with inland and offshore storage close to record high. And although the forward curve has started to flatten, we still have a market structure and can tango right up until September. And the demand outlook is uncertain at best. The rising COVID-19 cases in the US, the world's largest gasoline consumer, is a major concern for European producers that have to export up to a third of its gasoline barrels. West African demand is sluggish but returning. European demand is mixed, with major economies only just returning to pre-COVID levels of driving. Germany is an outlier where restrictions are less severe and the economy will turn more rapidly to normal. But the UK probably sits on the other extreme with the other hardest hit countries, Spain and Italy. There's hope the absence of, an, of international travel will see driving increase as European holidaymakers take to the road. And the preference of private vehicles over public transport should add further upside. But greater demand is likely to be met with a ramp up in spare capacity, which will swiftly wipe out any significant improvement to refinery margins. Okay, interesting. Thanks. I mean, of course, you've mentioned uh, refinery run rates falling below 70% in recent months. I think um, we saw that in the Ural stock data recently. So it seems the industry certainly has a fine line to walk with this recovery. 
um, mainly to ensure that any ramp up of, of supply is controlled and you know doesn't exceed the rate at which demand is recovering. And then as you touch upon, of course, we have plenty of product in floating storage, on land storage that will need to be unwound at some point as well. Um, and just worth mentioning, you know, we were still seeing emergency shutdowns towards the end of June with uh, Repsol closing fuels production at the Tarragona plant in Spain, um, particularly because jet fuel stocks remain so high. So although the picture is improving, uh, these type of signals show we're certainly not out the woods yet uh, on the refined products in Europe. Um, Tom, on NAPTHA, seeing as the fundamental drivers are, are slightly different, how does the, how does the summer look? there do you think naphtha can maintain a, a premium to gasoline well i agree with george that since refineries are going to be coming back there is going to be this kind of one step forward two steps back effect on on the gasoline margins and that's going to get passed straight on to naphtha so there's there will be these peaks and troughs in naphtha demand from from blenders that i think it's it, it may well see naphtha rise above gasoline sort of sporadically just from time to time uh, but i certainly don't see it happening in a sustained way and that's partially because it has such a drastic effect on blending demand. Obviously, psychologically for blenders, it's um, it looks very peculiar for them to see one of their um, one of their main blend stocks priced above the finished grade product. Um, and that that um, that challenge to blending economics typically brings NAFTA prices back down within a week or two, um, which is exactly what we're seeing um, at the time of uh, recording. And uh, the other reason is that NAFTA is not really going to be getting that crucial support from the petchems going forward. Uh, because there's so little domestic heating demand for LPG during the warmer months and because end users of LPG have already done their post-winter restocking. So whereas NAFTA benefited from um, firm demand for uh, from, from fierce price competition for LPG in the second quarter, it's, uh, we, don't, we don't expect that to continue into the third and fourth quarters. Uh, the propane NAFTA spread has shifted dramatically as a way of um, highlighting this um, how, how the, the, uh, the price relationship has developed over the last few uh, weeks and months. So while um, back in April, we had NAFTA trading $128 below propane. Uh, in recent days, we've been trading $128 above propane, which is uh, an enormous swing and has made NAFTA um, very, very unattractive. The crackers, you have the, uh, the option of um, changing their feedstock slates. And uh, in fact, one of our, uh, one of our analysts has um, recently published a piece saying that the um, NAFTA cracking cash margins at their lowest level since February 2015, back in June, as a result. That's interesting. Thanks, Tom. I mean, if if, if we have NAFTA above gasoline and also uneconomical um, for, for the cracking side of things, it seems it would be hard for it to maintain that premium in, in both those industries. Um, of course, making predictions in this uh, environment is a risky business. Um, but how do you see the markets developing for the remainder of the year? I mean, George, how do you see gasoline faring as we head through the summer and towards the end of 2020? Well, it all depends, really. Um, you know, if we're able to avoid significant uh, COVID-19 lockdowns, you know, additional lockdowns, things that we're already starting to see the beginnings of in, in places like Beijing um, and, and some, some states in the US. Um, but in addition to that, places like West Africa that up till now have been relatively relatively um you know relatively smooth um covid-19 um situation um then we can look forward to a more balanced market going going into the fourth quarter refining runs are unlikely to return to full capacity by the end of the summer which should keep a lid on production for now and once inventory is clear the outlook should look much prettier 
But there's still a long way to go and there's plenty of unknowns. Producers will be concentrating on retaining cash and just trying to survive 2020. I wouldn't be surprised if we see more European refineries mothballed, as in the case of Gunders and Sweat Refinery, or deemed uneconomical, such as Total's Grand Prix plant. BP's recent divestment of its petrochemical business is a, is a sign of the likely consolidation to come for the sector as a whole. And the outlook is, is, um, is uncertain at best. And Tom, how about on the, on the naphtha side? Um, how do you see the remainder of the year shaking out there? Well, NAFTA outflows to Asia-Pacific typically ramp up toward the end of the year, reducing supply here, in, uh, especially in, in the, uh, the Med and, and the Black Sea, but also sometimes in the, um, in the northwest of the continent. Um, and the return of some domestic heating fuel demand should make NAFTA somewhat more competitive again um, as a petrochemical feedstock. Uh, the vagaries of the petrochemical co-products markets mean that NAFTA can sometimes be attractive as a pet chem feedstock, even, at, even when it's trading at very steep premiums to the other feedstocks. Um, so I expect NAFTA to have a reasonably robust end to the year, depending on what happens with road fuel demand. But I'd be surprised if we were able to hang on to the positive refining margins that we've seen recently for too much longer. Very interesting. Thank you. I mean, uh, as you say, as you both say, a lot of unknowns. Uh, let's see how the rest of the year shakes out. But hopefully we continue to see this steady recovery. Um, Thank you both of you for your views and the uh, insightful discussion today. As I said, let's hope the steady recovery continues through the rest of the summer and any uh, second outbreaks are are limited in their nature. Um, Of course, all of this information and future updates on the market recovery in Europe can be found in the Argus European Products Report. And for the benefit of those of you listening, um, you can find any past episodes and, of course, keep up with future episodes of the Driving Discussions series at uh, the Argus Media website at www.argusmedia.com. Thank you very much for listening and have a great day.